Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It. <clears throat> Welcome to You Gotta Love It. <laughs> the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed. The show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed. And the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. Nailed it. You fighting off a cold, though? No. Um, no, I was drinking a bunch last night. Mm. So that might have been part of it. I'm exhausted. <clears throat> also, I'm very tired. You weren't drinking a bunch, though. No, I wasn't drinking at all. I just was working. Okay. Um, yeah. Who are you? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My name is Koji. I am a <laughs> part-time food bank. <laughs> and... Uh, what am I these days? Who knows? Full-time nostalgia concert goer, it would seem. Oh, yeah. And, and to, to address, just address that first one, could anybody see where we are sitting right now? Um, if you've been listening regularly, you will know that Koji is doing a month living off buns. Where, so only trades made through buns. So his dining room currently is full of various foodstuffs that he's acquired through trade. And it is a real hodgepodge of... We have uh, mango toku, yep. grated, grated pickled grated mangoes in oil without garlic, specifically without garlic. Raw organic Bull- maca <laughs> yellow powder. Yeah. Yellow powder. You know. Bulldog vegetable and fruit sauce, also known as tonkatsu sauce. Pumpkin seed oil. There's all kinds of crazy kooky stuff here. It's good, though. I think it's mostly healthy stuff. Yeah. Living yeah. healthy. Probably living healthier on buns than you were before this buns month i gotta give a big shout out to uh my co-host on the buns podcast callie who hooked me up with a lot of the healthiest things that you see here because she is moving to california so i traded her a suitcase callie in cali is going to cali so i traded her a suitcase for everything that was left in her pantry because she literally that was leaving like the next day wild so, yeah she gone now mm-hmm Wow, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, in Hawaii right now, and then and then in California. Cool. Uh, anyway, with so me as always oh, right. yeah. is my good friend and workaholic, but in a good way. Yeah, Andrew Patterson. Not in the funny TV way. No, <laughs> just just in a yeah, not in the bear suit, um, stoner call center way. Anyway, yeah, so. Um, this week, we... This is a retro episode. Yeah, throwback. 1968 and Soylent Green was... N- I want to say, was it late 60s or early 70s, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, the movies were... Uh, the Hidden Gem was Rosemary's Baby. Yes. And then You Gotta Love It was Soylent Green. Yes. Both creepy premises. Uh, Recommended to us at Fan Expo. Right. By who recommended them? I'm going to consult. Yeah. Yeah. Both creepy premises. One of them has become. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Soylent Green was recommended by none other than Irma Knivla. Oh, yeah. Uh, good Irma. friend. Uh, I 
forgot that she was the one that recommended it. Oh, I wish we could have had her on to talk about it. We'll get her on for something else. We'll yeah. get her on for something else she, down the road. She can give us a hidden gem. She'll give us a hidden gem and we'll talk about that. And the hit and Rosemary's Baby is recommended by Gibson Quarter. Also also somebody that we met at Fan Expo. Yes. Couple so yeah, we'll do the the usual the shout outs. Yeah. Link that stuff. For sure. So interesting. Um both it just so happened we didn't plan it this way, but both movies were, you know, late sixties, early seventies. So you can kind of compare them a little bit because yeah. made around the same time. Both pretty weird. The thing that's funny to me, uh, that I want to say kind of because it applies to both movies before we go into Hidden Gem first. Yeah. Is that like when I'm when you're young things will have like an impact on you and like there is certain trailers or maybe posters or who knows things that i saw like a vhs preview or something right uh that kind of like traumatized me when i like when i was really young yeah, and then yeah. like painted a picture of what that thing was for my the rest of my life and actually a couple of weeks ago when we did ravenous that was another film like that where i remember something to do with that movie when it came out bothered me in mm-hmm. a, such a way that I was like, I don't want anything to do with that and just never kind of revisited it. Rosemary's Baby, not so much Soylent Green because like it's been so pop culturified that like I kind of got the gist and just never felt the need to watch it. But Well, Soylent Green also is like one of those twist endings that was like a huge deal at the time, like, right. you know, Kaiser Soze or uh, Fight yeah. Club or something like that. Yeah, now, everyone totally. knows what it is. But Even people who haven't seen it know what the twist is. Exactly. But, but Rosemary's Baby, uh, I had this like, I was basically terrified of that movie without ever having seen the movie or even like part of the movie. It's got a pretty sweet iconic poster. Yeah. The poster's great. Um, but then, so the reality of watching these things is like, I think either I built it up so much in my mind or maybe it's due in part to the age of the films or whatever, but like, I think both of them did not have the desired effect that they, or at least the effect that they would have had had you watched them when they came out. Cause I understand that I think it was actually Tom, he who will not be on the podcast, yeah. uh, who was mentioning something about how like Rosemary's baby was a script that people wanted to like turn into a film, but nobody would do, like was willing to do it. And then like the ratings board, there was some sort of, um, some sort of lift on things that normally you wouldn't be able to show. And the movie was made like two act or came, came to theaters like two years after that or something right. like that. So I imagine at the time conceptually and maybe like the nudity and like the themes, like it was probably pretty, you know, cutting it like pretty crazy. Right. But now so many films have like aped it or like borrowed things from it that it was kind of, it was a, it was incredibly predictable down to like, you know, anyway, my, my point is just that like watching it now did not have the same, you know, well, like, I don't think they weird. make movies really like that anymore because it, it's interesting. Most of the movie is lead up. You're, you know, yeah. you, you walk into it thinking, okay, this is a horror movie. So like, I'm going to be frightened. Yeah. But it kind of plays out more like a Hitchcock movie mm. in that the horror happens when you've when you have a full grasp of the story, you're like, whoa, that was fucked. Yeah. You know? And it does have a bit of a twist ending. Yeah. That I, I really liked. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about the ending of the movie. That was the one thing. Um, yeah, I didn't... Yeah, certainly, I thought I enjoyed it. 
So uh, it was definitely creepy, but really, really quick, just uh, a little bit of an overview. I, you know, we tend to spoil things, but I, you know, this will, you can probably explain it pretty spoiler free. The movie's about a young couple who buys an apartment from an old lady who's died, moves in next door to an older couple who immediately takes interest in them. The older couple has a, a young lady staying with them who commits suicide a couple days after this young couple moves in and things seem a little bit off about it and you come to find out that um the older couple might be manipulating the younger couple yeah and you know then horror ensues well that's good she gets raped by the devil yeah that's not really a spoiler though pre pre uh this is the end like yeah or (laughs) she has a dream about being raped by the devil one of the two ah fuck it i'm just gonna spoil the whole thing so yeah she (laughs) (laughs) well i was thinking about i was like yeah that's a you pretty much summed it up there but it will be hard to explain certain elements of the movie without um also something that totally unrelated yeah I, having not seen this movie before, yeah. maybe this is obvious to like film buffs, or maybe I'm like way off and this is just something, but I can't imagine it is. Mia Farrow's character in this movie, at least for like the first like quarter of it, is clearly who Gwyneth Paltrow in Royal Tenenbaums like idolized, I feel. Because like her fashion and style is like <laughs> identical to Mia Farrow yeah, yeah. in Rosemary's Baby. At the beginning, I was just like, even the way she moves in Royal Tenenbaums, I was like, yeah. I always thought that that was just like a unique sort of character, but yeah. like it's like when you see something old, I'm like, oh, maybe that was actually based on, right, 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 um, which kind of makes Royal Tenenbaums almost like I want to rewatch it and see if there's more to that a little, character, a little like hidden a, nugget there. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it was. Um, so I think the creepiness just comes in. Well, there's a lot. I don't know. But the, it's kind of well, hard to the bit with the husband. I called almost immediately. I was like, ah. That, struggling actor that guy you know he he's in on it yeah well that's what i mean there's a lot of things where like but it, ju- you just knew yeah they, it, was, they, it was they didn't really hide it either right. but they don't they don't make movies like this anymore like i was saying it's mostly lead up and the horror just occurs at the end where you're like uh like this is, this is a terrible situation yeah the horror is not as much throughout like it is in it's like a psychological state. horror there are some ter- there are some scary moments though but it's creepy also, moments it's also oddly dated like there's a lot of like settle down and listen to your husband type talk you know or it's, it's just like oh she's just a she's just a, yeah. a, a crazy woman for example one thing that seemed like it was downplayed uh, I was watching this with my roommate. She yeah. was like working while I was watching it. So, ostensibly, her husband rapes her. Because remember, she's like, oh, she's yeah, like, she, I pa- pa- she passed out. Yeah. But then she like wakes up and she's got like scratches and stuff. And, and she's just like, oh, like, what, what the fuck? Where are these scratches from? And he's just like, don't worry, I trim my nails like first thing this morning. And then yeah. she's just like, well, what do you. Like, what do you mean? Like, I, you know, you couldn't have like waited until like this morning. And they just kind of like, that was a creepy part for me that that was a thing that happened. And then I don't even know if it was supposed to be. 
well, if it was as creepy when this movie came out or if it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, like it's not, you know, like well, so in today's climate, that's like... What he said was like, oh, she was just like really drunk. drunk. She probably didn't remember it, but she wanted to like get it on. Yeah. But what actually happened was she was at that point, that's when she was raped by the devil. Right. But I think that... See, that's where I was a little bit fuzzy. I think that it was still like, it was still him, but like her vision when she was unconscious was yeah. like, she was seeing what was actually happening, but he was just like, or the devil was just embodying her husband. Oh, you like think so? I don't yeah. think, I don't think it was actually him. I you think it... there was just straight up that they brought the devil? Because yeah. cause I feel like if they could do that, then why bother with the birth of the devil's son? Like if they, if they could just like summon the devil to just like be in a room and like yeah. rape a woman, why go through all the trouble? I think the, the implication was the devil wanted his son. Like they, he okay. chose her gotcha. or whatever. Sure. Okay. Well, either way. Yeah. The old uh, couple is really good though. Really good at being like old couple but also really fucking creepy. Yeah. And I, I still haven't seen it. Um, but people made fun of me when I saw the trailer for that new M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I was like, that movie is a scary concept to me because there have been so many films where... Oh, The Visitor? Yeah, or The Visit. The Visit, yeah. yeah. Where little kids are the scary part, right? Mm -hmm. There's like dozens of horror movies about that. And it's not that there isn't always like, you know, there's lots of cases of like old people, like fucking even like Evil Dead. Like there's like an old, you know, something that... but somebody that's that close to you, you know, like the right. idea of them going to visit their grandparents or something. And there's something not right. When I saw that trailer, I was like, that looks creepy. And it's I remember like, good. And I remember Daryl being like, mm. like I was like, you guys got to watch this trailer. And then everybody was just kind of like, oh, that looks stupid. Well, it's Andrew, M come on. And it's I was M like, night. I know, but like the trailer just on fa at face value. I was like, oh yeah. I'm curious to see it. Cause apparently he made it for like a million dollars or some ridiculously small amount. So try to get back on track post whatever his last four movies have been or whatever. Yeah. So Avatar, Devil. The happening. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to this movie. Yeah. So I don't know. There was definitely like creepy stuff. There was definitely some very of that time behavior. To me, the, the weirdest part, not weirdest, because, you know, everyone knows or has heard stories of what it was like back in the day. But when when he when she visits the doctor and, and she's just like, you know, I got people coming after me. I need help. Like, okay, she seemed like a raving lunatic. Yeah. But I feel like now what would happen would be like, okay, we're going to call the police. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, we'll probably also call your husband. But, we'll, you know, the police will be here too. And, like, we'll get this all sorted out. Mm. As opposed to just like, okay, just lie down in the other room and I will get you some help. I'll get you admitted into this other hospital. I feel like that guy, it was just like that guy was in on it as well it was like it just went so deep but if he was in on it then they wouldn't have had to switch doctors right because like they they made her switch doctors so that they could feed her like that weird shit yeah. root. but but yeah it's just the way that he acted when they came to pick her up well it was I, like he was just like all right i think he 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 obviously intimated that he knew the other doctor hmm. and that you know, he thought that she was just like a uh, crazy, crazy wife or something. Just a crazy woman. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's true. There was definitely a lot of stuff that today wouldn't fly in a horror movie. 
Or they would still try to put that stuff in a horror movie, but yeah. those would be the things that people would be like, that makes no sense. But like at the time, it I, feels like it kind of made sense in there. I think the the big fear of it is like her complete lack of control over the majority of what goes on in her life. Yeah, she's so isolated. Where mm-hmm. like does she have no family? That was the other thing I can I was thinking about. Well, maybe they they weren't you know living in New York. She was. They said yeah. that she was from somewhere else, like Iowa or something. Omaha. Omaha. Yeah, maybe. But her, she did have friends. Remember, she had that yeah. party. And in fact, when she got home from the doctor's office, she tried to call one of her friends. You know, locked everyone out of the apartment and tried to call one of her friends. And then, you know, bad things happened. And by the way, none of this is the twist. So. I would say watch it and then like the ending though, right? Is kind of like I had I I was on the fence as to what would happen. Yeah, and Have I you, I kind of wanted her to like get her like yeah. That's what like, I thought was gonna happen, which is why I was kind of like oh shit. Anyway, I, I don't want to say you, more. Have you because, seen Splice? Which one was that? It was the one with Sarah Polly and Adrian Brody where they where it covers basically every controversial topic like. Oedipus complex, Electra complex, abortion. Uh, it's like set, like genetic DNA manipulation of like babies. Like all, like every single thing is covered at some point in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've never seen it? Then it sounds familiar, but I'm not it's sure. It's got like Dren. It. It's got the like creature, the like humanoid creature that has like the really far apart eyes and like no hair, with like the spiky tail. And stuff maybe oh Sounds man if so you haven't familiar. seen that movie i have that movie and you should watch it but okay then there's no point but it's kind of similar not i mean they're very different movies throughout the meat of the movie but the ending it has a very similar ending to rosemary's baby um but yeah it's very uh i don't know it was interesting i'm going note free i'm just like remembering yeah. i'm just like thinking back here but well, it was I, like i watched it with a friend who um, provided a female perspective for me, mm. and she was like losing her mind the entire time, like not just not frightened, but like more angry and like yeah. frustrated. It's very frustrating yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, and and I think that even again, not really having a good idea. It was like so far before I was born, and I really only can reference what I learned in history and other period, like Mad Men, you know, like other stuff from that era, but like. At no point in the movie did I feel like, you know, sometimes in a movie that's like a horror movie or a thriller, the main character also can seem very unreasonable or to do things that are unreasonable. But like at no point did I feel like she was being unreasonable at all. Like it was like, even just before shit started getting bad, her interactions with her husband, like it was like she, she seemed like a very just like. I don't know, just like a reasonable, just like a normal person. Like there was no, you know what I mean? Like there was no, like there was no reason for any of what happened throughout that movie to really like happen. Cause she, and that's kind of what made it creepy is that you're just like, Oh, she's just like the way that they like kind of tease each other back and forth. And like, she doesn't really put up with shit really, but like, obviously she does over the course of the movie, but only because she's put in that situation. She doesn't want to put up with the shit, but she doesn't really have, yeah, anybody no, to help her out yeah. so it's like i don't know it's definitely uh it's definitely interesting that's for sure but it, it i will say that it was not as i was expecting to be just fucking like well i, I heard it was really depressing from somebody somebody yeah. told me it was a really depressing movie and i was like oh no 
you know, like I'm going to have to, you know, I keep going back to Blue Valentine, but like I'm going to have to like watch a comedy immediately after That's, watching this it is, one. I mean, yeah, parts of it are depressing, but the supernatural like elements that are woven in here and there kind of make it like, you're like, okay, well, yeah, it's still fucked up, but I do love movies that have like a grand conspiracy or like, um, the one with Roddy Roddy Piper where he puts the glasses on in the end and, and finds they out. live? Yeah. yeah. Finds out that they're all aliens. Chew bubblegum. I, I love they that shit because it's like, you know, like the conspiracy makes it helpless. You don't know where to turn. You yeah. don't know who you can trust. And she's kind of in that situation. Um, there was a couple moments that were funny that I don't think were intentionally funny. One part that I thought was kind of funny was when there's a part at the end where, again, I don't want to, without giving away too much, somebody like a woman, there's like a group of people and one of the women is like the main character, like Mia Farrow's character, Rosemary. She's just like, stop doing that. And the woman's like, basically just like, you, you shut up. I'll do what I want. And then yeah. like, there's this voice of some other woman that's off camera, just kind of in the background. Who's like, Hey, like you leave her alone and let, but like in context of the scene, it makes almost no yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I, I just was like, well, it's good that there's one like sensible person in the room. That's just like, Hey, you know, you'd think like there, are, you'd think that like everybody's against her, but then there's just this one woman's like, Hey, don't be mean. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, what are you talking about? Like given what's going on right now, like it just seemed it's so oddly out of place. It's so crazy. Yeah. And it's just weird. You'd think if there was this grand conspiracy, where they're like kind of bribing people to be a part of it, not bribing them with money, but like with success and whatever, that they might be able to just bring her into the fold. Yeah. As opposed and, to just like... And you know what else is... Uh, one thing that I did think was interesting, like today's movies, if they re if they remade this movie, mm-hmm. they would make um, the neighbors... Basically, anybody who's involved in the conspiracy, it would be so overblown. You know well, what I mean? There was a four-part TV miniseries made in 2004, I believe, or maybe 2014. There was a four in the year. Really? Yeah. Of Rosemary's Baby? Yes. So maybe we should... uh... Revisit? But okay, but what I was going to say is like, what was interesting was that much much like Rosemary herself was kind of um, very reasonable, what made the antagonists in the film kind of genuinely creepy is that they also seemed reasonable like there was no like i'm trying to think of an example you know there was no like super heightened climax of the movie where it's like almost like you're like running around and there's like people at the window or like people doing like crazy yeah they're, they're like they're, it, it was literally no mania there was yeah. no whatever and they're just, they're just totally they're regular just like, people but yeah they're just like yeah, we love the devil, though, too. Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of like, you don't, it's rare that you would see, um, I think, um, I mean, even this movie was like really creepy in how they did it, but like, the, did you see Stoker? No. Oh, uh, I really enjoyed that movie. Stoker is cool because it has like a couple characters in it who are serial killers, but like the overall feeling of the movie is creepy, but you sort of like, they don't make a big deal out of it but not in a i don't know it's hard to explain it's just not done like a normal like 
now you're supposed to be scared because shit is going off the rails and there's people in here with no clothes on who are like covered in like goat's blood or you know like some crazy thing it was literally and even the way they were like communicating like it was just like they're just like oh what's up rosemary what's going on hey yeah what's up how you feeling like there was no like you know what i mean so that that kind of made it uh creepy as well just thinking about people behaving completely as if what they're doing is just totally normal and par for the course and like so yeah anyway that was good what about uh do you want to switch gears i would love to switch gears and talk about Soylent Green. I just watched it. Didn't morning. hate it. No. I, I I actually liked it. I mean, well, okay. It, there's, there's some problems. There's some, there's some weird stuff in it. Because, like, the the hero of the film isn't much of a hero. And it's... <laughs> He's but not it's, a very likable person at all. It's okay. Like, you know, there was that one movie with... Um, Mel Gibson, where it's like, prepare to root for the bad guy. Any movie with Mel Gibson? Wait, you know what I'm talking about? Where he's like a criminal, but like he gets double crossed. Um, and the, the tagline was prepare to root for the bad guy. Because the idea was that like he is uh, a criminal, but you're going to love him by the end of the movie. But no. anyways, the, the point is that he like, I don't m- mind a kind of like rough and tumble hero. That's just like, you know, an outlaw. That's fine. This was like the flip of what we were just talking about with the other movie being of its time. Yeah. The way that women are treated and portrayed in this film is like... I was thinking Bitch Planet. Yeah. If it wasn't like a real issue, it would be almost comical how like there's that scene where he goes to the apartment to like question the girl and she just is like happens to be having a party with all her friends and there's like basically the exact stereotype of porn music. Yeah. Like, like nowhere else in the movie does that music (laughs) exist except for during this party. Yeah. And he kind of like walks in and he's just like this big, you know, he's just like a chunk of a man in like that old film color, you know, just like it just, and he just kind of walks in with his like stupid little scarf and like his white shirt and his holsters. And he's just like, Oh, ladies and he likes you know taking a cigarette and it's like oh this is gonna yeah no so well it, like it just like that that so whole oh yeah for I'm people gonna... who haven't actually seen this movie Fuck. um i keep just getting so sidetracked by all these individual charlton heston is a police officer who investigates stealing stuff from rich people <laughs> well yeah he investigates a murder but it takes place in a dystopian future where i and this i thought they did really well it just like the world is completely overpopulated. Like he, he literally can't walk downstairs in a sheltered environment without stepping on somebody hmm. because the entire population of New York City is something like, what did they say? 60 million 80. or something? Is it 80 million? 80 million. Um, you know, there's not a lot of food going around in there. So, so the idea is that there's a company harvesting plankton, making food out of it for people. Soylent. Uh, and he's investigating this murder, but he lives a very modest, modest life, and everyone's seemingly corrupt, including himself. So when he first investigates this murder, he gets to this uh, executive's house, and like the executive is real booze and real fruit and like stuff that pencils, yeah, and and fresh paper, real paper, stuff that soap, a bar of soap, yeah, people wouldn't normally have. So he just takes it. 
And at that point, I'm like, okay, you know, like I get it. He's kind of a dirty cop, but probably in the end, he's going to do the right thing because, you know, his morals get pulled on in in some way. Mm -hmm. Fine. But then the movie kind of takes a turn, like routinely, routinely men are just like slapping around women. Yeah, that actually was jarring. That scene where that Charles, like that the landlord superintendent or whatever just comes in the room yeah. and just punches that woman in the stomach yeah it, and it like looked convincing i was like i did not see it coming yeah he just like comes in and he's like oh you like i mean he doesn't so there's no like swearing or anything yeah but like he's basically like ah oh, these like fucking bitches like get it yeah. and just like just clocks this woman and then slaps another woman and i was like well okay what is that like so and and then I would like to say that uh, um, Charlton Heston yeah. comes out having just bedded this woman who is, for lack of a better term, a sex slave. Yeah. And he comes out and then he plays the hero by like intimidating this guy away from these women, just being like, yeah, you know, but it it doesn't, that scene, but, we, were, we were laughing because so, it doesn't come across as like heroic. It just comes across as like a predatory like male like yeah these are my women well because the problem get is the hell out of here the scene immediately prior he's like get in the bed yeah and that's it <laughs> yeah like there's no discussion of anything there, there doesn't even seemingly there was no preamble to like them being romantically involved he yeah. just shows up he's like i'm gonna question you but first we're gonna have sex because that's your job you come with this apartment literally yeah. so again i didn't <sighs> the idea that uh you know, in executive apartments, all the furniture came with the apartment. It was like everything was pre-done, including uh, a wife or female or whatever that was going to be part of the apartment and like, quote unquote, furniture. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. I mean, it's kind of a weird concept, but I'm, again, I'll, I'll go with you if that's like your weird vision of the future. That's okay. <laughs> but when it where it becomes extra weird for me... Is when he goes to visit that guy's house and the, the lady's eat, uh, his girlfriend's eating jam. Yeah. You know? And he, and he like questions her and he's all rough and stuff. Um, and she's like, well, you know, I would have given you, you know, anything you wanted at the end of the, the questioning. And he's like, if I had more time, I would have. You yeah. know? And I'm just like, okay. I would have I asked or something. Yeah. That, that's the one bit that I was like, okay, so, you know, the other girl is like a sex slave. You know, that's her job. That's kind of the world that she lives in. Fine. But then there's this other girl for no reason offers to sleep with him. And then he turns it down and never comes back up again. And it wasn't in context of any sort of situation. He was there to question her. You know, I guess he like he was she was trying to distract him from she took the, the jam. He took the jam. The and jam. She noticed. Spoon, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, so, yeah, there is again, it was kind of laughable. Like me uh, again, my roommate and I were just watching and I was just like, it was so, again, in light of at least how people in my circles feel about, you know, just equality in general and how people should behave, watching the sequence where after that guy comes in and attacks the women and he's like, yo, you better get out of here. I'm going to kick your ass. And then he leaves and all the women are just like, oh, like are here, you know, and she's just like, oh, you could stay over if you want, you know, like that guy won't bother us anymore. So even though you're technically not supposed to be in this building, like you can stick around we'll have it. And then like it cut to them like laughing. Mm -hmm. This is like days after her guy that she apparently was in love with. That was like the former tenant who treated her really well was murdered with a meat hook. 
that he was just like bashed, had his body like bashed apart by Meat Hook. And then she's essentially just like raped by this guy who then went out at like, and she witnessed these women who were seemingly her friends. She had them over for like a party. Well, I being, just assume like, the, other pe- stuff. the other people in the apartment. Yeah. But like there, there was clearly some sort of camaraderie there because they're all in the same situation. And right. then she's just like, ah, but you know what I'm really in the mood for? Sleeping with you again. And then like cooking you dinner. I was just like, okay, like what the, what is happening? This is ridiculous. Anyway, we're getting really focused on this one sequence because because it stands out so much it's like so the, out of place because the rest of the movie is actually really good yeah and there's and in and, and follows like a diff, like there's no real reason for that to be in the movie that character correct me if i'm wrong but served no per, like that woman like in the beginning sure she's like part of the case but like there's no need yeah because like you think that they would have taken her hostage yeah nothing or... like that happens it's she basically just existed so that they could later on have this swanky porno music scene with all these like scantily clad women anyway uh yeah so in general it was pretty at uh, the concept again like the concept is kind of cool like it's morbid and like certainly dystopian it's kind of like in um snowpiercer when they eat those protein cubes yeah and then they like run when they make it to where the protein cubes are being made they discover that they're made out of all the cockroaches and like the infest like that anything that's like living on the train that isn't human they basically just grind up into yeah, these yeah. like cubes obviously the fact that it's like broken down like disintegrated human is like a bit different but uh yeah the idea like the concept is still creepy i think it's just been so satirize like you know like yeah. it's just like it's that you can't you almost can't take it seriously but the idea is like it's I, overpopulated it's fucking crazy in the future but i mean that's not even really it's not even really the movie i mean that's the twist at the end it's like oh my god this food that we've been eating this whole time is made out of people yeah well but, the new food that they just rolled out right because the other ones were like made out of fucking whatever like plankton plank well or like uh that root there's like soylent red soylent yellow each one's yeah. made out of like a different Right, right. But, I mean, the fact that it's made out of people doesn't come into play until, like, the last, like, 10 minutes, if that, of the film. The rest of it is kind of like this... Well, they're covering it up. Sure. So well, that's that's but, what they're covering up. So but they're covering of. something up, right? Like, the idea oh, yeah. is, is, like, it's not like he's trying to get at what the food is made out of or trying to figure this out. He's trying to figure out this guy's murder and why he was killed. Right. Right? So, ultimately, it's a murder mystery, and, you know, there's some, some like, it's, it's dated, clearly, but, like, there's some interesting scenes where he's getting chased in that, like, throng of people, you know, like, they're shooting at him, and he, he's just grabbing people and using them as human shields. shields, and then, um, and then the one guy gets crushed by the, yeah, uh, the blood in that movie was, like, the color of, like, light red Play-Doh. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, when that guy gets crushed. Yeah. By the scoops they call them yeah the scoops on the movie poster where it's like him running and there's like people being scooped up in these like bulldozers yeah that's that's one way of controlling a crowd but i think they 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 successfully paint a pretty interesting picture of, of the future sure you know like like i said the overcrowding the you know the fact that you see how so many people there live and then you get to his apartment and you're like, oh, he's got his own place. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. You know, it's him and this guy and it's kind of spacious. It's, oh, the, um, 
the, keep the power going? The, like exercise bike to keep the power going? I was like, oh. There's a couple funny things, though, that I feel like, I mean, they were intentionally funny, but one thing that I kind of chuckled at was, because I feel like it's still kind of relevant, hmm. was when he is, uh, when he's at that the porno party. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. And the girl's like smoking a cigarette and he takes the cigarette and like takes like a puff of it or whatever. And he's like, man, if I could afford these, I'd smoke like two or three, two or three a day. It's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what about that makes me laugh, but well, it's you, just like the, the, uh, oh, it's so funny. Sure. Just like we've, we've driven ourselves to the point of extinction. Yeah. But like people like and like one of the things that's considered a luxury is something that like kills you. And he's just like, oh, boy, man, you yeah. know, I need food. We can't have real food. But I'll tell you, if I could afford cigarettes, I'd definitely have a couple of these a day. Well, he steals uh, some food from the rich guy's place, like the meat. The, and the OK, it was crazy that they ate that all in one sitting. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I was like, yo, I mean, I know food goes off, but like. Well, but they probably didn't even have a fridge. If you think about it. Sure. You know? So like... They just got to eat it all. But they have just yeah. like this one-shot feast. I was like, okay. Well. Good for them, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, I was going to mention that, actually. The feast scene is when amazing. He, when he eats fr- the lettuce. In this film, because it's really just a bunch... Like, for like five minutes, it's people eating it, and they're just like, ah. <laughs> mm. I like when he eat, when he takes the bite of that lettuce, though, or the celery or whatever it is. It's and the so guy, crunchy. And the, the guy's so excited yeah. for him because he's like, I used to love having fresh produce when I was a kid. And he's like, huh? Huh? Yeah, Sean yeah. Something else and just kind of like, eh, it's fucking and tasteless. They, and they, like, there's just them, sounds of them enjoying food, followed by, like, them looking at each other and being like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but no dialogue. It's, uh, it's a pretty interesting scene. So, yeah, but, okay, so overall, did you... So you found some things to love about this movie. I liked it. I I, I really liked it. The uh, in the end when he's getting chased through the I don't know garbage waste disposal slash soiling green factory. I thought that those scenes were pretty good. Like there's a good there's a good amount of tension in this film, and it's like that like death chamber thing was kind of cool concept. Yeah, I didn't really understand though why people. Like, what was the benefit for them? I think it's just like a, like, euthanasia. Like, in that future, it's like, okay, I'm old. They were giving people the option to kill themselves peacefully because there's so many people. Yeah. And also for the corporation because they can then use their bodies to produce more right. product. But And then I guess maybe the family gets more death benefits. Well, because he, he said, right, remember he left that note. I mean, it was also part of him trying to be like, hey, I'm doing this like my last ditch you need to let people know yeah come follow what they do with me but he was just like i've lived too long like he was just like tired of existing in this like horrible place but just the idea of like this like like hollow deck kind of where it's just sort of like they give you like a poison or something that like a slow peaceful you just kind of fall asleep that actually reminds me of my favorite scene in the film where like the, he's just brought in home all the vegetables and meat and stuff. And uh, he lives with, was that his dad or like just a, an old friend? I think, yeah. I think he's just a family member. F- yeah. Anyway, uh, he brings home this these meat and the, the vegetables and the alcohol. And they're, they're all really excited. And then at the height of their excitement, the old guy's just like, get out of here. What are we doing here? Yeah. 
right? And he just kind of like... How did it come to this? Yeah, he looks really sad, like, this is what makes me excited? This? Yeah. This, like, nothing? Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, like, you had, to steal, you had to steal food from people that's just, like, regular stuff. And then, yeah. it, then it's like that old-timey dialogue where uh, Charlton Heston's like, yeah, but we, we lead a pretty good life. We lead a pretty good life. And he's just like, yeah, sure we do. <laughs> you know, but um, it, it was yeah, it was good. It was good at being depressing and dystopian, and yeah. um, it's kind of one of those movies where this is our podcast at work, man. I was expecting it to be way, way cheesier and worse than it was. Yeah, but but like it had its moments, but like it was, you know, overall, I was like, oh, this just feels like an old movie. It doesn't feel like it's kind of. Got... I mean, other than the stuff we made fun of, it, it put it this way, I didn't love it. Yeah. And it would be very easy to go into this movie if you weren't looking for things to like and just fucking make fun of it from beginning to end. But Yeah, you could easily make fun of it. But at the same time, I think that... You could easily make fun of anything? <laughs> yeah, but you could look at it... There, there's uh, some. They do some interesting things with this movie. I think they do, they do a lot of interesting things. It's just... It is dated. Like both these movies. I think you could go either way with both of them, right? You could go into Rosemary's Baby and, and like to- totally rip it apart, you know, in the same way that you could rip Sonic Green apart. I just think that like Wish that was cool. there are some some good elements. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it kind of has a Inception-esque ending, too, where you're just like, oh. Yeah, you don't actually really know if people, yeah. yeah. Maybe they're just like, he's crazy. Um, the music in Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. Was the music in both of these, even the porn music, like, Well, that's what made sweet. me think it was like 70s. Or I was like, oh, fuck, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was also enjoyable. Well, okay, seeing as how both these movies had a twist ending, what was, what's your favorite twist ending? Mm. You know, I'll, I'll, before you, you answer, while you're thinking about it, I'll, I'll tell you that... Uh, I had um, Fight Club ruined for me by Rosie O'Donnell. Wow. I was On TV? I was sick. Yeah. I was sick at home, flipping through the channels, and I noticed that she was talking about Fight Club. And I was like, oh, cool. I really want to see that movie. You know, whatever. Um, and she's like, I don't understand. I, don't, I didn't like the movie at all. How do you give, and this is what I remember so clearly. She's like, how do you hand yourself a business card? I don't get it. How do you hand yourself a business card? And I was like, what? I don't even know what that means. Right. And then I saw the movie and then like, you know, when they're on the plane and he gives them a card, I'm like, something clicked in my brain. And I was like, wait, is this just a hallucination? You bitch. <laughs> and there's an actor. I, and for the longest time, people were like, what are you talking about? Whenever I would tell them this story, they would, they would ask me like, this doesn't even sound real. And I recently found an article on the internet about how Rosie O'Donnell ruined Fight Club. Yeah. Sp- like for reasons. She had reasons because she didn't like, I don't know, Brad Pitt or the director or whatever, but like it was intentional. David Fincher. It was Brad Pitt. Edward Norton. Uh, perhaps Chuck Palahniuk. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the, so. So favorite. I was, you beat me to it because I was going to be like, what's your favorite like oldie time movie but we'll save that for another we'll save that for the next one sure twist ending um what was the best one or was it my favorite one okay well, let's do both okay 
I mean, I don't know if it's technically a twist. Okay. But I recommended Sunshine a couple of weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And I really love the ending of that movie because I think that it was something that I'm very, I'm loath to spoil it since I recommended it. And I think that people should see it. And part of what makes it awesome is the ending. But it took an kind of an overdone concept for sci-fi movie like it's the end of the world there's one mission we have like one chance the armageddon let's blow up the meteor let's do this whatever and everything goes wrong and pretty much everything had been done like fucking aliens technical difficulties whatever but the way that it happens in sunshine is i thought was brilliant and something that hadn't really been touched on that i in the back of my head wondered about because Fuck. It's so hard to talk about it without talking about it, but that was definitely up there. And I think I, you got a Fight Club and Memento are two, like, you know. Oh, Memento's a good two, one. Two good ones, just because, like, I feel like everybody's seen them and it's kind of like, you know, super. Everybody's like, oh, like, big deal, end of Fight Club. But definitely the first time I saw it, it hadn't really been ruined for me. Mm-hmm. I knew that something was up, but. Uh, it seems so obvious now because I've seen it like a billion times. But if you see that movie like and you're sheltered and you didn't read the book, you're like sheltered from it. Right. It, it was like amazing. Like the part where Edward Norton's sitting there and it's like fasten your seatbelts or whatever. And he like, you know, he's in the hotel room and he like passes out. Yeah. Uh, like the, cl- the closer it gets to the climax when you realize what's going on. And then what made it so cool is it's probably... It's up there with like movies that have a twist ending where you rewatch the movie a number of times and you notice things. It's like watching it a second time. Yeah, it's like a completely of, of different movie. I was trying to think of some it's of those. completely different because now you're noticing that the first time you watch it, you're maybe like, are these like glitches? Like what, you know, those periodic like single frame pops right. of Tyler Durden. And you're just kind of like, oh, whatever. But then you're kind of looking for that kind of stuff. And you're looking for like when they exchange business cards and all of the sequences. And you're like really paying attention to be like, does this make sense right. for it to be just him? Or like, is it shot in a way where it could be just him? And uh, it's fucking great. And Memento is obviously just awesome because I can't really think of another movie like it. Like it's pretty, it's pretty unique the way they told the story and like the way that the timeline works. And then when you yeah. get to the end of it, you're like, oh, fuck. Memento is a pretty fantastic one. I think that one of the... Er, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, even early M. Night Shyamalan, we kind of skewered him because we had to sit through his sure, I mean, some of his awful work, but like Sixth Unbreakable Sense. and Sixth Sense were, yeah. at the time, really cool. Well, so Fuck. one of the ones that... Uh, Sorry, okay, fly just like flew into my eye. The, that's why I swore into the mic. The best one, I think, or one of the best, is for me will always be psycho like the original alfred, Hitch- alfred yeah. hitchcock psycho when i first I don't even saw, remember the twist when i first saw it uh okay well spoiler alert guys but um norman bates's mother is not alive he has a split personality in which he dresses like his mother and kills people because in psycho you know she goes to this hotel right and uh she meets the clerk who's like seemingly nice guy warrants her like oh you know don't you know my mom's crazy and you know later that night she sees the mother sitting in the rocking chair right whatever turns out that he killed his mom like a forever ago and put her dead body in that chair and he's just has her personality in him anyway that's pretty creepy 
Yeah. That's a good one. That that one will be one of the most iconic ones. As far as my favorites are concerned, Memento is a, is a great one. Moon. I don't know if you've seen Moon. Oh, yeah. Oh. Moon is... Except... Yeah. I mean... The twist happens not like at the end of the movie, though. Like, you kind of... Yeah. And then, like... It's like halfway, and then you're just enjoying half the movie, like, oh, shit. Like, this is fucking... Yeah, yeah. Oblivion was like that too. Oblivion. I like that movie. I didn't mind it. Yeah. I didn't mind Stylistically, it. Stylistically, it was I'm trying beautiful. to think of, there was one that when you were speaking was in my head and I, I lost it halfway through because I started thinking about other stuff, but I'm trying to Seven. think. Seven? That's a great one. That's a great one. I'm trying to there's think. so of, many good. I'm so trying to think of those movies that like, but there's good twists. It gets to the ending like, and you're just like, oh, fuck. The ones that you have to rewatch afterwards and you're like, okay, now I need to re-examine this this film after you know after seeing it through this lens you know like you could rewatch episode one the phantom menace and think about the jar jar theory that would completely change things that's not really a twist though well it would have been a twist if it actually happened <laughs> that oh yeah there's still time there's still time for them to allude that that was something that happened um yeah fuck I mean that's uh, that's a pretty famous twist to Darth Vader. I mean it's pretty hard these days though I think to like and maybe that's why people are so obsessed with spoilers and seeing things opening week or what have you because if a movie has a twist these days mm-hmm. a good twist they're hard to come by one but also that's usually like one of the central tenets of the movie is like this crazy twist. And if it's ruined for you that's that's like awful. Yeah. You know? Like I still like, have like managed to not Rosie see. Like Rosie O'Donnell ruined. I've still managed O'Donnell. to not see Ten Cloverfield Lane, and uh, I don't know anything about it other than the teaser trailer. So I'm st- I really want to check that one. Oh, uh, it's yeah. You would serve yourself very well by oh. going into it not knowing a thing. Hi. Kiva wants to say something. My dog has joined the podcast. I think she's got a favorite twist. Yes. She's got nothing to say. She says, all dogs go to heaven. That doesn't have a twist ending. Come on, Kiba. Get your shit together. Yeah, I'm trying. There's so many. I just kind of want to sit here and, but I mean, I'm just kind of like wasting time. But yeah, there's a, uh, fuck man. What are some, what are some like really, really good ones? Uh, we're, we're definitely missing. We're uh, missing something. And as soon as we hit stop, yeah, we're going to remember and be like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, there, I, there was one that was in my head, and I, I'm the reason I'm stalling, moving away from this topic is because Planet like, of the Apes. I really wanted the original to, Planet of the Apes. Well, see, that's on par with these two movies that we watched. Mm. I think, like that's the same sort of deal. Anyway, anyway. Ooh, Identity. Which one's that? John Cusack. Oh, yeah. Stops at the motel. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. those people are, like, stuck at that motel, and then people are getting killed horribly. That's a great movie. That's pretty... That's has a huge twist. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's a pretty big twist at the end. You're like, well, who, who is the killer? What's going on? And then the end of the movie, you're like, oh. Yeah. And it, it implies something completely different than what you were going by the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know. Lots of Gone Girl. Oh man, Fear! Did you ever see that one with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Mm. No. Or was it Mark Wahlberg? Or is it? Uh, no, it's Ed Norton, isn't it? What about uh, the others? The others. Which Nicole one? Kidman, I believe. 
where they're like anyway you, they're the you, ghosts in the house you haven't seen fear no where he's like uh he's got split personality and um they bring in the shrink to evaluate him oh fuck no oh god you got to see this movie it's so good okay right. uh anyway but do you do you know the movie i'm talking about the other where they're like their their house is like haunted no and then huge spoiler alert i'm going to give you a couple seconds if you want to go back and watch this movie yeah it's like the sixth sense they're the ghosts oh that's like in season the, that's like the, season one of american horror story oh really because i never finished it american horror story yeah never finished it first season and then watched any of the other seasons i couldn't get into it i liked the first season a lot anyway we're getting way off track now. Yeah. We really just spoiled either A, spoiled a bunch of movies for you that you had not had spoiled up until now, or B, just gave you a bunch of movies that you should probably go watch if you hadn't seen them. Well, have you seen that shirt, the spoiler, spoiler yeah, alert shirt? It's on like Threadless or something yeah. where it's got all the different, yeah, for sure. Anyway. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah. really got carried away there. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back on track. Recommendations. Um, yeah. You go first. I had so many recommendations and I can't remember what any of them were or if they were relevant to this episode or if it was just random stuff i listen to a bunch of new music so that's probably okay new music well i want to recommend one of um one of my favorite old films and it's come up a lot recently somebody suggested it to us at um fan expo citizen kane no uh rosebud that's a huge twist too it's a wonderful life um and some we were talking about it up at the cottage and that is little monsters with fred savage and howie mandel okay and it's about this kid who like befriends the monster that lives under his bed but like it's kind of oh okay this is this is a double header because the movie that i compare it to is probably um um, oh, now I can't remember the name. But this this is going off the rails. Have you seen the film where the the kid gets an invisible friend and is like a troublemaker, and she keeps getting blamed for the stuff that the invisible friend is doing? No. And he like pees and things and. No, I do not remember that at all. Oh my is god! Is it recent? No, it's it's old. These, I I'm recommending both these films because they're older. Because we did older films today. Okay. Let me give me a, give me like two minutes to think about it, and um, and uh, you you do your recommendation. Uh, okay, well I'll recommend one old movie so that there's three old movies for you to watch. Um, actually, like Rear Window, that's a pretty cool movie. Hitchcock talking about Hitchcock talking about Hitchcock just feels like it's kind of in the vein of what we've been. Uh, you know what we've been chatting about um i remember like what you know watching a variety of like older movies and not really many of them sticking but you know that's like a pretty simple premise and i was uh i was engrossed if you will but my real recommendation is going to be that you go out right now and listen to the new tribe called red album because it is incredible. It came out on Friday. It's called We Are the Hallucination. They are They're a, playing here soon, aren't they? I think they played here last night. Oh shit. Or 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 maybe Tuesday. It's Tuesday coming up. If you're not familiar, Tribe Called Red is like a uh 
group of three guys, like three DJs, um, like Native American or Aboriginal. It's uh, anyway, their 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 music is kind of like a fusion of. I learned this this year. The correct term, all encompassing term, if you don't know, is indigenous. indigenous. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I kind of stuttered because even on their biography, they use all of the different terms, and in their music themselves, a lot of the lyrics are about, like, they'll be like, you know, people, you know, we are the tribe that is called this, we are the tribe that is called that, and like, so for me, I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool, but yeah. Uh, anyway, their their music is incredible. They like, they, it's like a few, it's like a fusion of. Uh, dance music from across the ages like not just like modern edm yeah as yeah. it's called but like there's like you know some breaks in there like sort of like some really old school sounds some like almost dance hall-ish and uh really like rhythm driven sort of like you know like kudaro or like southern you know south american styles of music but then they also mash it up with um traditional the traditional music of like indigenous peoples Right, um, and they got like and it's, some cool dancers and stuff. Yeah, li- they're amazing live. Definitely check them out. But uh, their new record, I'd only heard one single off of it, which featured the artist formerly known as Most Deaf, Yasin Bey, and um, oh fuck, uh, what's the other guy's name? He's like a Canadian. Um, oh fuck, uh, Narcy. Anyway, the point is. The album is amazing. If you're into like dance music or um, even a little bit of rap music or just anything sort of rhythmic, if you like like Fela or like old, you know, world music, it's it's up your alley and it's it's great. It's been blowing my mind. So maybe we can like a lot of cool guests on it too. Shad's on there. Yeah, wide I'll, variety. People I'll from all over up. the place. Indigenous peoples from all over the place too. There's like... Uh, uh, people from Australia, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic. So it has really could not have less to do with anything that we talked about on this episode. But right. I feel like it's been a while since I recommended music, and I've got like maybe five or six new albums that I listened to just this past weekend that are just all stockpiled that I'm ready to just fucking fire off. So the movie I was trying to think of was Drop Dead Fred. No, no. Oh man hilarious when i was a kid i thought it was the funniest thing in the world anyway and i don't know if it holds up because i haven't watched it in, in forever but drop dead fred and little monsters because both movies are about like hilarious kind of um invisible friends that uh yeah anyway check them out nostalgia all the way if you got some good twist endings send them to us podcast at Love it pod. <laughs> no, mailbag. Sorry. Mailbag at loveitpod.com. Mailbag. At Do it. Send us send us those sweet suggestions also. Yes. Because we can never have enough. We can never have enough suggestions. Uh yeah, I think that's that's it. Until next time. Oh, wait, did we talk about what we're doing next? Do we no. already do that? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, shit. That was close, guys. That was close. We just about let you go without letting you know what we're doing next. Yeah, we're, next get, week, we're getting back on that train. Next week, we're watching Food Fight, as you gotta love it. Yeah. I'm not even gonna tell you anything about that. Just go ahead and go Google that shit. Yeah, look up the trailer. Look it, up the trailer it, for Food like, Fight. It's kind of like a sausage party, but much, much worse and much, much more expensive. Yeah. Uh, 
and the hidden gem. What was the hidden gem? Oh, that Fellini film. Oh. What was it called? Uh, Satyricon. Yeah. Satyricon. Satyricon. The Fellini film Satyricon. We looked this up. I'm not sure. You might know. I'm not sure who recommended this for us, but... Kelly. When we typed in Satyricon, so many things came up. We weren't really sure... It was in the movie category, though, right? On yeah. the on that forum. So there's like a metal band called Satyricon. There's like multiple video. Thi- is weird. It's pretty yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah, we narrowed it down. We're pretty sure that the Fellini film is what was intended. So that's what we're gonna watch, and it looks. It looks like you gotta love it. <laughs> But, you know, that's only because it's, uh, you know, they're trying to do ancient Greek times. And but it's a hidden gem, though. But it's, an it's, old, it's in the hidden it's gem It's an older category. film, right? So, like, I think yeah. that the, the they didn't really do trailers the same way the trailers are done now. So, I'm going to give that a pass. Yeah. Also, I, we're stay tuned because I think we're going to get back to some nerdy stuff soon. We're going to do, like, an all-anime episode. Yeah. We'll have that coming up. Um, again, hopefully line up Nimit. Yeah, we're going to try and wrestle up some other guests. We might yeah. be traveling and talking horror films. We'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that, let's do that. That'd I, be great. I'd love to do that. Um, but, yeah, thanks Thanks for listening. Yeah, if you, always. again, you've got some suggestions. Have a good weekend, everybody.